You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Wait, what are you saying it's about? It's about like the 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 history of the wicked witch. That's not, I think it's like the backstory or something. No, I don't think no, that's not it. I'm, I'm pretty I'm quite sure, sure that's what it is. I am quite sure that's actually not it. <laughs> oh, really? No, so because you know I, what it's really about. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as all the other ones. It's the same basic premise, all oh, that stuff. I don't no. know. I just don't understand why you're wasting your time going to this when Project Paps is tomorrow and you could be having fun down here. Oh, when you can, and you, you could describe it to me in great detail what I'm going to be saying. I, I know what it is. Would that oh convince God. you not to bother going all the way up there? That's what I would do. Hello, okay. everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got... We got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. I do want to remind everybody, though, of course, that uh, you can go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and click on the uh, review or the, the our movie there at the top page. It sure is. Nightmare at Nibblers, uh-huh. the ghost investigation of my house, recently reviewed in Cemetery Dance Magazine. A uh, highly, uh, highly positive review. I'd highly say. positive review. Mm-hmm. It was a positive one. That was awesome. So go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, click on that banner right there at the top of the page, uh, or just go to our store section, and you will find it, and you should uh, pick up a copy. Be do awesome it. You're forever you copy. Just all you have to do is purchase it once and then it's yours forever. Forever. Is forever. there a not forever copy? I guess that would be renting something. That would be renting something. Okay, but either mm. way, you're not renting it. You're owning it. Yeah. All right. So so you can go there and do that. Also, we've got a huge show today. A huge, huge show, Sarah. Lots of stuff happening, Greg. Lots of stuff. I've been drinking coffee since seven in the morning. I know. So, we have been here for a long time. We have lots of stuff to do. Yep. So uh, we have a couple of things that are coming up on today's show. One, uh, at some point today, we're going to play our interview that we did the other day with uh, Willie from the Human Access Project and also from Papina. And he is going to be talking about the big float that's coming up on the Willamette River. It's coming up in about a week or so. He's got some really good points, actually. It's a, it's a really great interview. So we're going to play that later. And also, coming up in just a few minutes, we had Joe Coy, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club in the studio this morning, and uh, um, we didn't really post it live because it got delayed by quite a bit, and we'll explain why once you get You'll hear why. Yeah, it was it's, for a decent reason. It's a pretty good reason. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good reason. Uh, so that is, uh, that's what we're going to be playing here in just a minute as well. But, but to begin with, you know, tomorrow, this whole weekend... It's Project Paps. It is. We gave away those tickets yesterday. We did. And uh, congratulations to Chris, who won those. And so so that's happening this weekend, and I'm going to be there tomorrow and then on Sunday as well. But Sarah... I'll be there on Sunday. Sarah is missing tomorrow's show. I am. And I'm, and explain explain why it is that you're missing it again. I'm still reason. trying to understand. Well, months ago, my dad, as a present for my mom and my sister and I, uh, bought us tickets to see Wicked in Seattle. So I'm actually going, I'm driving to Seattle tomorrow morning, and I'm going to stay there overnight, and I'm going to see Wicked with my mom and sister, and then go out for like fancy dinner and stuff. And it's Have a, a little movie? lady day. Or it's a musical? It's a musical. It's a musical about like the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. Like basically, I how she, I, I believe it's like how she became, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West. But everybody knows how she became the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, but they why don't. would you need a movie about that? Because it's not or a, a musical. movie; it's a musical. It's a musical. Oh yeah, so and they're singing like the whole time and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It sounds awesome, and I, I don't know. I, like I, I don't know too much about the plot, but I do know what it's basically about, which is about yeah, her life, her and the and Glenda the Good Witch. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. No, I don't think that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's that's probably not right. 
Why don't I just tell you how it how? I don't need you to tell me. What I it's can pretty be much like. determine. Okay, that's the basic premise of it. That's then the that's basic easy. Premise. Then you will you will know exactly exactly what it is. You mm-hmm. know exactly how that's going to happen. I mean, it's really clear. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't that's understand how you don't. Oh my! Why gosh. you would bother wasting your time? Well, a I get to spend time with my family, which is never wasted time, and B. I get to see a musical. You know how much I love musicals. They're amazing. Even no, no matter how much you try to discredit them or try to make up your own versions of the musicals. I'm not making up my own versions. I can pretty much I can pretty much tell exactly what it what is about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wicked. Well, I'm the- you know, it's something along. I'll, I'll explain it. You know what? I'll explain it to you later, and you decide if you still want to go see it or not. Oh wow! I'll tell you. Exactly I can tell what you right about. now that I, I want to go see it, and I'm going to go see it. Uh, yeah, I just I really think you're wasting your time. Well, anyway, I'll be down at Project Paps tomorrow. So if you're around there, please uh, say hi. I'll be down there. You know how I can somewhere. tell that Wicked's good though, and your the real version, not your version, is because every person I've told that I'm going to see it's it, it's the same version. Is like oh, oh my gosh. Every person I've told, they're like, oh my god, you're gonna love it. That's the best play. It's best just like ever. every musical. You don't need to. You don't need to go. Why see. are you so down on musicals? Well, I'm not down on musicals. I'm just saying it's the same thing every time. It's pretty much pretty much. Is the same. every movie the same movie every time? Well, no. I mean, movies are a little bit different, but I mean, musicals. You're stuck on the dance, and they have the set change, and then there's a song, and then we're happy, and then we're sad, and then we're happy, and then we're sad, and then I'll I'll explain. I pretty much know how this works. I'll, maybe later later in the show. I will give you the rundown of what Wicked is. Okay, thanks, Greg. I just really appreciate I'll just give you a brief synopsis. You decide if you still want to go see it. Regardless, still going. But thank you for the offer. Appreciate it. Well, wait until you hear. Okay. I think you may change your mind. I don't think I will. All right. Well, we'll do do that a little bit later then. I will uh, will give you that information. Um, All right. Well, why don't we do this since since we we just had Joe in here this morning. So Joe Coy is uh, the comedian who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club here in Portland tonight and tomorrow. Shows at 7.30 and 10 both nights. And we hadn't met Joe, Joe before before he came in. Mm-hmm. And you may know him if you listen to like Adam Carolla's podcast. He's on he there has a, lot. a ton of followers. I didn't realize yeah, how popular yeah. he is. He's very popular. Yeah. And and duly so. I mean, he was very nice and very funny. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. And so he was uh, here in studio with us this morning. And we're going to play the interview. It just kind of jumps right into it. And just for a little bit of backstory. So he was supposed to be here um, probably about an hour and a half before he showed up, maybe two hours. And we're, so we just had to wait. But the reason was this. So he was on a show called AM Northwest, a TV show here in Portland. And as it turned out, the other guest on it was Harry Connick Jr., who is also in town. Mm-hmm. And no, Harry Connick Jr. was actually hosting with her. Host, okay, he was hosting yeah, the he show. Was. <laughs> but he's in town for a for a concert. He's got something going yeah, on. Yeah, he's too. performing tonight. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Joe Coy, it turns out, is also a huge Harry Connick Jr. fan and didn't quite realize that's what was going to be happening. And so he's he goes off about Harry Connick Jr. and they showed up here for the interview. They were they were late to start with, which is that's fine. But they were late, and then they got a call from uh, K two Channel Two News. We're like, yeah, right oh, when they got here, like we uh, need you to come back <laughs> because you got to take a picture with Harry Connick Jr. And so he had to go do that, which obviously you'll you'll hear why. Um, yeah, you don't say no to that. You don't to say that no to that. All. So he he had to run back there. So we we kind of are giving him a little bit of crap about that, and but he's it's it's very it's very apparent it, why he was staying there, mm. hanging out with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It does. Mm. So let's just go ahead and play it. And we just kind of get into it though, so it yeah, just kind of starts. We we kept the whole interview in. This is us testing the mics at the very beginning to, and then he just kind of goes into talking about a bunch of stuff. A fascinating guy and he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. So here we go. This is Joe Coy on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, here we go. Let's test the... Hello? There I am. There you are. Oh, I'm too loud. You know what's amazing? (laughs) 
is uh, tell me you tell don't me realize how annoying your voice is until you put a nice set of headphones I on. <laughs> yeah, you're like, holy shit, I do sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like to listen back to myself. No, my, uh, I never listen to our show because it just. Uh, I, I can't. Like I can't watch my specials. I can't watch any of them. You don't watch it's, your specials. Uh, it's, I'm so. It's so hard for me. Like I, I don't even record myself on stage when I'm working on my my act. Like if I'm writing a new joke or something. Uh-huh. I can't. I, I just try my hardest to remember, which sucks because I'll, <laughs> I'll get like my guys that, that, that travel with me. They'll always remind me of the joke. You well, know I would I mean? imagine if you're in the middle of it and especially if you're just like coming up with something as you're doing it. Yeah. To remember it afterwards. No, you won't. You know, you won't remember it. 10 minutes into a 40 minute set or something. Mm, How are nope. You yeah. Nope. Especially last night. I did two hours. Even though I promised Adam 50 minutes. <laughs> you did two uh, hours. Yeah. By the way, welcome to Fun Employment Radio. We're yeah. here with Joe Coy right now. <laughs> yeah, I did two hours, man. But wow. I'm, working, I'm working on the new special. I'm getting ready to shoot my third one. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah, and I really want this one to stand out more than the first one. The first one I was really nervous because I was in New York. And I was about 14 years in the game, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, so I wanted to get my point of view across. But I also wanted to make sure that I was, uh, uh, you know... Original, you know what right. I mean, and, and and all that all that stuff you want to get out on on your first set, and then the second one I was I was happy, but I wasn't happy where I was uh, with my family. All right, like I had a lot of negative shit going on with my family, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, with my ex and and my mom and. And, and my Did sisters. you use that in the, in the set? No, I didn't use yeah. it, but it, it showed on stage. You oh know yeah, I mean? yeah. It, it just yeah. really, it really fucking took a toll when. It just you know, I have that I have that family that likes to uh, take big events and fucking ruin it for people. <laughs> gotcha. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and and it, and it's so funny because my 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 uh, my niece uh, Amanda, she turns eighteen, and, and in the Philippines, it's called a debut. It's a huge event mm-hmm. when a, when a woman turns eighteen. You, you throw this huge, elaborate party. It looks like a wedding. Like, she has three dresses, a big cake, and Is all that. Is that like a quinceanera? Or Basically, yeah, but it's it's the Filipino equivalent. You know what I okay. mean? And, you know, I dumped a lot of money into this for her, you know, and everybody's excited for her. And, of course, my sister has to have some kind of drama. You oh, know what I mean? No. Where she had to, yeah. it had to be a part. Like, she there she's mad at something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's in the family. But I'll go. I'll go to it. And, you <laughs> know what I mean? And, and, and now everyone's, like, catering to Rowena and, and asking her what's wrong and let's make sure Rowena's happy. And oh, like, it's, so it's like this isn't your fucking day. No. Yeah. This is Amanda's day. You know what I mean? She's only 18 once. That's why we're here. That's why I flew here. And it's not to deal with this shit. Yeah. And it's like it's just been like that, like my whole life, man. Like, you know what I mean? So somebody's gotta stir something up. Yeah, so this third special, I'm not inviting any of them. And I and I said it to my, my manager and I said it to my, my sister, my, my other sister, Gemma, who runs like my, my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I told her, I go, We're not telling mom, we're not telling anybody. Like it's I'm just gonna not I'll, I'll announce it mm-hmm. right before I'm about to do it. Because I don't want that mental that fucking mental strain oh, is a right. bitch, yeah. man. I would rather have a physical problem. Like I'd rather have a, an uncle punch me in my fucking mouth than to deal with a mental right 
argument, you know, like a mental problem with a, a family member, the, especially my family. They they hold grudges and they'll they'll go you out of their way to make family? yeah no we're that's what sucks. We're so <laughs> tight. We're so small. Yeah, and it's just Jesus, man. Like, sorry, I'm dumping this at the beginning. No, you're no, no, this no, is good it. pod, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Insert funny here. <laughs> we enjoy honesty. You do whatever you need to. But you know what? I, I, okay, this is what I do every year. Okay, I was yeah. If you guys can put all your rent. phones on vibrate. <laughs> Uh, I'm the first guest that actually has to tell the production <laughs> to I'm fucking sorry, we put their phones on vibrate. We were waiting for a special vibrate. guest for two hours, and then when he came, he ended up leaving again. All right, you win. <laughs> Shit. I had to take a picture. Damn it. <laughs> so uh, that's my two-hour delay. I had to take a picture, god damn it. Uh, so, you had to hang out with Harry Connick Jr. Oh, so Unbelievable, yeah. man. Unbelievable. <laughs> I've never seen so many women. And, and, I, and I hate to be... Uh, is this sexist when I say this? I literally saw panties getting wet in front of me. Oh, yeah. That was like when it I went was, to see Neil Diamond. Same thing. That's no... I'm, I'm not bullshitting. Mm-hmm. A- Adam, am I lying? <laughs> I am not lying. I've never seen women not give a fuck <laughs> in my life the way I saw them today at this... When Harry Connick was standing there, I mean, literally, I mean, and I'm trying my hardest to be a funny man, and and I know I'm fucking funny. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about <laughs> yeah, Get out of my way. Oh, Harry said hello. They died laughing because <laughs> the way he said hello, that accent's cute. I swear to God, he's cute. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about me. Oh my God. But I mean, whatever. I, I, I'm in love with the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now after meeting him, uh, nothing better than meeting a childhood uh, idol. Yeah. And, and this is literally, there's a song that he has. It's called We Are In Love. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it, that's the name of the album, too. And it's my favorite album. It's like that and Harry, uh, Harry Met Sally soundtrack. And, uh, and literally, there's a song in there that I sing all the time. Like, I sing it by myself. I'll sing it to, like, girls that I'm dating or, or whatever. It's oh, just wow. my favorite song. You know what I mean? And I sang it to him. <laughs> oh. I sang it to him. How and, trippy. And the way he reacted. Adam, come on, man. <laughs> the way he reacted was amazing. Like, he was genuinely, like... Because you can tell he's always known for the Harry Met Sally soundtrack. Because uh-huh. it's his biggest... But it's like thriller. Right. It's like... It's his claim to fame. It's what put him on the map. And not... Not too many people remember the follow-up CD, which was We Are In Love. You know what I mean? So I don't think he really gets comments on that. And yeah. so for me to do that, I think he just was like taken back like, oh, shit, man. Thank you, This guy you, knows man. what like, he's talking about. Hey, this is a real fan here. And then I was like, yeah, I'm a real fan. And then I sang it. He was like, hey, fuck, man. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Like, and it was just, he was just such a nice guy, man. Like, uh, like we were saying in the break, like he was taking pictures with people in the audience. And when we went to break, he talked to the producers. He's like, hey, please make sure they get these pictures. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's cool. Where do you see that? And then he sat in the audience with everyone and took a group picture. And Were all the ladies like clamoring to be the I've next never to seen <laughs> panties. Every, every size panty got wet in there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there were women in there that were in their 80s and they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give two shit. I, it was, I, I'm literally not making this up. I wish you would have seen how these women were I acting. Wish I, I, be- I believe it. Even Adam goes, there's a girl that works here. That, that probably works in sales, right? And she's fucking hot, right? And he goes, yeah, I come here all the time with comics, and she's in jeans and T-shirts all the time. This is the <laughs> first time I've seen her in a goddamn evening gown <laughs> at 9 in the morning. That's funny. Oh my God. It was just wow. – it, it was a great day, man. Uh, nothing better than meeting your, your childhood – Totally. 
idle and they be and them just being amazingly nice. Well, like that's we, the key, yeah, yeah, because you never know how people are going to end up. Exactly. You know? Could turn out to be a giant prick. Yes. But yeah, Harry Connick Jr. is actually how yeah. it seems. And now I even told I'm a bigger fan. I'm going to go buy more of his shit just to buy it because <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> just to support him. It. Yeah, and I, I even said I was like, hey, fuck my show. Go see Harry Connick Jr. This <laughs> tonight, everybody. Put on an evening dress. But you know, here's one more thing, and I'll shut up. Okay. Well, no, you're I not won't. supposed yeah, to shut up. Uh, no. <laughs> one more thing he it's did. It's gonna be really boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what he did. We went to when we went to break. The producers came out and they were like, "All right, what are we gonna do on the next? We're gonna, we got 90 seconds. Just plug Harry Connick's show. Blah blah blah." But I'm standing next to Harry Connick, and they didn't say anything about me. <laughs> I swear to God, they're like, "Just plug Harry Connick. Say where you get the uh, tickets, and then we'll do a caller uh, to give away tickets for Harry Connick." Blah blah blah. And then we came back from break. And uh, and the the host Helen she goes so Harry uh, what are you in town for and he goes well I'm in town to see Joe Coy at the Helium Comedy Club <laughs> swear to God he goes wow. this guy is funny oh that's... and I was like what and I go well unfortunately Harry uh, my show is completely sold out so <laughs> you will not be able to go go to your own goddamn show <laughs> but how cool oh, how is that cool. Yeah, he was so nice. Especially if the producer's like, all right, you just stand over there, Harry Connick. You, you doing all right? You doing okay? Yeah, Joe, just stand there and look. <laughs> just, <laughs> just look somewhere. Look up. Joe, look up with your mouth open, you, you dumb. <laughs> There's a picture of us, right? Put a filter on this or blur yeah. that section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, we're trying to figure out which filter to... That Sybil Shepherd filter that they used to use on Moonlighting. That's an old reference. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, that, that is. Remember when Bruce Willis would come in crispy, you know, crispy clear, just yes. HD look, and then they go to Sybil Shepherd and it's just fog and mist. <laughs> it's like you were looking through a foggy fucking window on a winter's day. That's and then they go back to they go back camera. to Bruce. It's like, hey, I'm working on a car. You know what I mean? And then they go back to Sybil. It's like, yeah, I'm over here in heaven with Jesus. <laughs> But uh, the, they posted this picture of us, right? Yeah, it's so that's a, what you had to go back and take the pictures. Yeah, but oh, you I haven't gotta seen see the this picture. picture. Yet. There's this. It's the four of us on the panel, right? And it's it, it's like the two women, right? Helen and then the other lady. What's the other lady's name? Adam. Uh, they call her Helen too. They, oh, so <laughs> two, it's Helens. two Helens, right? And then me. <laughs> so there's four of us across. Okay, on stage, you gotta see how these women are literally. Gravitating on top of Harry <laughs> Connick's shoulders, <laughs> and then it's just this Asian guy off to the right with a king's hat, <laughs> just looking, just looking, <laughs> like, like if you were to see the picture, like, hey, who's the asshole on the end of that picture? Is that the camera guy? What? How did he get in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> It's the worst. Yeah, I can't man. find the one with the three of you, but or I'll the four of you, you, but there's the three. Oh, you look very proper. You're sitting with your hand. Yeah, that that's a great one. Look at this fucking picture. Oh my god, they could not get further away. Can from they you. not I get further away? That. Yeah, you know someone's far away from you when you see your arm <laughs> reaching behind someone's back because that space has been created. Wow. They really are leaning in. Oh, they, uh, this is every woman in there. And I'm not going to lie, you guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my panties were wet, too. I was going to ask. He's that good looking. If any guy that can't admit that another man is that good looking, there's something wrong with you, you as a man. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, come on. He's wow. that good looking. He's like ageless too. He's ageless. We're, yeah, we're that's talking the thing. about I don't even you. Let's stop talking yeah. about Harry Connick Jr. Uh, no, there's no reason to talk about me. <laughs> Not when Harry Connick Jr.'s in town. So, Handsome man. I, so he looks exactly the same. It's like he's ageless. He's yeah. like a beautiful yeah. ageless man. Yeah, hands of uh, hands of a bowling ball. Like just these massive really? piano hands. Man. Oh. He shook his hands. Yeah. 
That's what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were, they were gentle. Them. Yeah, and small. I turned into like a nail salon person. <laughs> like, oh wow, these are nice hands. <laughs> did you the, hold his hands look, a little too yeah, long when you were shaking? Yeah, I did. I go <laughs> a direct eye contact. Yeah. You ever shake a hand with somebody you just met that you like? You go, hey, do we have to let go? Do we really have to let go? Like of it's a hands? good oh. firm handshake, yeah, just, or like just come in closer, Harry. Just yeah. hug me. <laughs> Let's do the whole thing, man. We should, we should just hug hello. Yeah, let me chest feel your chest. Did you get to hug him at the end? Yeah, we hugged. We, I was did, the, say, we did the man hug. All right, because you, nice. you're very huggy. That's but a, I like to hug. That's that is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hugger. I you know Filipinos are like that. I'm half Filipino, half white. Mm-hmm. But my mom and dad divorced when I was like ten, and my dad just up and left. Mm. And so I picked up a lot of the Filipino culture. You know, my, my aunt is the one that named me Joe Coy. You know, my mom's sister named me Joe Coy, and and my mom and, and we had two sisters and, and a bunch of cousins, and, and it was just this family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're huggy, we're funny. You know, we do events, you know, everything is a big, I can't even explain it. My mom was part of this Filipino organization where we, we did functions and my sister and I were the, the entertainment, you know what I mean? Uh, so nice. it's always been that, that type of environment for me. So no, did that's you, how, I, when I grew up, I, I grew up Catholic on a naval base and all of my friends are Filipino. Oh, no, nah, yeah, up, naval. Know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a ton of Filipinos in the Navy. Yeah, up on Whidbey Island. I yeah. mean, that was like, yeah. Yeah, cause you're from wow. Tacoma, right? I'm from Tacoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I used to grow up on Very... the island in Bremerton in Oak Harbor. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're, so... we're friends. Oh, we are. I know. You're my people. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Tacoma, the most depressing years of my life. I'm not going to lie. Tacoma's very depressing. It, especially for me because uh, my mom and dad was going through a divorce. My, my brother was, you know, going through his mental problem mm. and the rain uh we were poor you know what i mean yeah. it was just all that depressing and especially in the 90s shit. tacoma was like really gray and oh, oh it yeah. was it was horrific yeah man. michael jackson canceled his concerts mm. i'm not <laughs> even joking man. at the tacoma dome he had three sold out concerts i bought my tickets six months in advance and he canceled it was that the only bastard. city it was the only city he canceled wow it. Can it get any more depressing? <laughs> that is pretty depressing. <laughs> if Michael Jackson three sold out shows, nah, nah, I'll skip that I one. Got, yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Vancouver. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go. <laughs> no, it was the last tour on his uh, thing. It was like that just before L. A. And then he died. Uh, yeah, he was. Pro- and he promised us he'd come back. <laughs> that son of a bitch! You liar! You liar! <laughs> yeah, so it was a depressing time, Tacoma, for me. Yeah, Oak Harbor was depressing for me, too. That wasn't the happiest time no, of my life. No, it wasn't until I moved mm-hmm. uh, to Vegas. That's when uh, I was like, I'm pursuing comedy. I'm a, I'm a go for it, man. Because yeah. I wanted to be a comic when I was, you know, 10. Like, that's when I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious. And I was like, I'm going to be this guy, man. I couldn't stop watching stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? That's all I did during... We never went out. We didn't have any money. So I just stayed at home. My mom worked late night. So I was always recording HBO specials and, and, and watching them nonstop. Awesome. Yeah. So right, right when I got to Vegas, I pursued comedy. And it was over with. That's, that's when my life changed. Mm. How old were you when you did that? I was 18. Wow. It's 25 years, man. Wow, that's just really up cool. Up and left to Vegas. Yeah, to know what you wanted at 18. I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18. Yep. Yeah, I bombed so fucking bad, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was man. it like an open mic that you did first? Yeah, it was a it was a talent show. Jesus Christ. The guy in front of me was singing Lionel Richie. He was he did a Lionel Richie cover. And he hello? sounded just like, no, he sang like, uh, like the cheesy one. You know, like dancing on the ceiling oh, yeah. or something like really fucking like the worst Lionel Richie song. It's right. Like you couldn't pick fucking sailing or something. You know what I mean? Three times a lady. You pick fucking dancing on the ceiling. But the bad thing is I had to follow him. And it was at a it was in a bar. 
It was called Star Mania. It was like a bootleg Star Search. <laughs> oh, wow. It was called Star Mania. But here's the thing. They have like fake hosts and everything. Yeah, it had fake yeah. hosts and all that shit. And the key was uh, you sold your own tickets, and that's how they were making money. Oh, uh, yeah. It was okay. one of those one scams. Of those things, yeah. It was a pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. <laughs> and my sister was in this talent show. She was in it. So, and, and I saw that there was a comedian on it. And when I saw, because I went to go watch my sister perform, and a comedian went up before her. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then when I saw that, I go, oh, fuck. This is my opportunity. Well, I'm not going to tell anybody. You know what I mean? I don't want anyone to know. So I joined. You had to be 21. I was only 18. And, uh, and I, I, I grew my mustache. <laughs> I swear to God, I grew it for like, like two weeks, like just before I went on. I used my mom's, uh, you know, the eyeliner. The mascara? The eyeliner. The, the eyeliner, eyeliner. okay. And, 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 I, and I penciled it in, like really. <laughs> like, in the, in the, I'm not in even the joking. I, I, yeah, I, it was a fucking fake mustache. mustache. And I had, these, <laughs> I had these cook pants on because I didn't have dress up pants yet. They were like the cook, the fish, exactly herring, the fish bone or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I had like a white shirt that I got really cheap at uh, i think it was called a merry-go-round or something like that like a cheap silk shirt and i bought a carousel that Mm -hmm. yeah that and then i bought uh (laughs) and i bought the matching tie it was like 20 bucks for a a tie and a shirt you know what i mean and and that's why i wore because i knew i had to wear a tie because i didn't want them to 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 card me because i had to do this thing and and i and i remember i was working at this place called going to the game and i was the stock boy and I was in the back, and I had my set list. I had two pages, and I was just going over my set, like trying to memorize the whole thing. And I ripped after the on the second page. I ripped it in half at the end of the the first joke on the second page, and I ripped it. I was like, "Yeah, this is way too long. I'm only getting five minutes because I already you yeah know, I two thought pages. A, I thought a stuff. page yeah. and a half was mm-hmm. fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. I had no idea that was equivalent to fourteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I went on stage. I ate the first thing that came out of my mouth was just complete <laughs> fucking silence. My mouth. I ne- I it was like someone threw sand in my mouth, and it just started getting drier and dry. My tongue started sti- sticking to the top of my mouth. And I couldn't talk anymore, and no one's laughing. And then the guy was like fucking waving me, like, get the fuck off the stage. Who is this asshole? And I got off stage, and then for the for some reason, I didn't want to leave. Like, what is that? What what is wrong with what is wrong with you mentally when you have you just had the worst set of your life, and and everyone that witnessed it is there. Right. Get they the know. fuck out. You know what I mean? At least they go somewhere else where you can lie and say, "Hey, I just killed." Don't stay where there's witnesses that fucking are like snickering behind you and pointing at. You. And then I guess who I sat next to? Lionel fucking Richie. <laughs> I sat next to Lionel Richie, but I'm glad I did sit, sit next to this guy. I swear to God, because he, he, this is what he said to me. I because I, I, I looked at, it, I go, dude, that was fucking awful. I, I go, I don't know what happened, man. Like I, I, I forgot everything. I forgot everything that I worked on. He goes, oh man. He goes, first time. I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. That's what happened your first time, man. He goes, like, just keep doing it though, because you have a really good stage presence. He said that to me. That is wonderful. Lionel Richie. Lionel, Lionel fucking motherfucking Richie. Lionel fucking dancing on the ceiling, Richie. Wow. <laughs> he goes, you have a really good stage presence. Stage presence. Stick with it and. I like as cheesy as that sounds, man. I'm saying it to this day, and that was 25 How years ago. Neat That's is awesome. That like yeah. little things that you can do for somebody that yeah. really stick with them. Yeah, and he's a karaoke singer. I, I, like I don't know who he is. I don't know where he's at, and I don't know if he remembers me. But yeah, dude, thank God he said that because I mean I wanted to shoot myself right in the fucking mouth. Oh God, I hope like, he remembers you. And he yeah. sees one of your specials or something. He's like, I remember. Yeah, him. it's really really cool. Uh, thank God, man. And I also remember Eddie Murphy. He did this interview and he said he bombed the first eight times that he oh, was yeah. on stage. 
stage and he goes, but he said, I, I didn't give a shit because I, I wanted to do stand up mm-hmm. no matter what. And so I, I remember, dude, I remember, oh, here's a, can I just tell this and I'm done. You tell it. No. He, well, I remember coming home and my mom and my stepdad were on the couch and I opened up the door. They had no idea I did this thing either. And, and my mom saw me and she goes, <gasps> Wow, where did you come from? Because I had a tie on. I'm 18. And I had the fucking fake mascara mustache on. She goes, wow, you look so handsome, Joseph. Where did you go? And I was like, oh, my friends. We went out. I didn't tell her. I was so... And I went right to my room, man. I just laid there for like... Until the next morning. I was so depressed, man. Oh. It was such a reality check. Because I really thought, like, you know, go through high school. Everyone tells you you're funny. And, right. And I, and I wanted to be a stand-up comic. And then here's my opportunity. And I thought I was going to, like, meet my sister in the finals. Like, in my head, I thought that's what was going to happen. It would be this surprise. Like, in my head, I had this whole thing played out. Yeah. But my sister made it to the finals. And then, oh, that's my brother? What? And then I do stand-up. <laughs> and it's just, we, we yeah. go out one and two, you know, yeah. maybe first and second place. But... That's not what happened. I just ended up watching my sister in the final. <laughs> and I didn't tell anyone until like years later. I didn't tell my sister until like, a, like two years later. So she later. didn't even know either. No, no one fucking knew, man. <laughs> no one knew about that, man. And I told my sister, I was like, yeah, I did. I did Star Mania. It was called the, the Loose Caboose was the name of the bar. Oh, Loose wow. Caboose on Jones Boulevard in Tropicana. <laughs> I still drive. Every time I drive Is by it, it, I, it haunts me every time I look at it. Because it looks like a shitty place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when you drive by it, yeah, yeah, even the name. (laughs) But when you drive by it, you look at it and go, that's where fucking people lose their lives, right there. (laughs) Dreams go to die. (laughs) Dreams die. Souls are still floating in that bar. Lionel Richie gave you your dream. Lionel Richie did. He did, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah, but do you think that was his dream to be a Lionel Richie? Yeah, impression. Maybe Maybe he woke up every day. He's like, God damn, it's a good day to sing some Lionel Richie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He made it too. I remember that. He he made it pretty far too. It was pretty so my, my sister clean house. She was so talented, my sister. What was she a singer? Yeah, my sister Rowena. She's she's fucking amazing. And you're man. a singer as well, aren't you? I try. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try but you sang to Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it right yeah. there. But uh, we've always been around singing, you know, like our whole family has like singers and shit. Mm. But my sister's the singer. Like especially back then in the eighties. Where you didn't really see Asian people singing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially R and B songs. Like my sister was kind of like ahead of the curve, you know what I mean? But gotcha. but then she didn't fucking do it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> she was too busy complaining and fighting with people. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, so you live in Los Angeles, but you have a restaurant in Vegas. Yeah, don't I you? own a restaurant. Yeah, it looks fancy. It's fucking amazing. It looks I curse amazing. a lot. Don't, I'm sorry, you guys. I don't no, care. That's that's. It's actually this okay is freedom. Us, you, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, franchise that I bought into, and uh, but one the stipulation that I had with this franchise is I told them that uh, I don't want it to look like your other franchises. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's got to look like me, and it's mm-hmm. got to be like my partner Anton, my 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 co owner. Because we're, you know, I I feel like we're very hip, we're very forward, we're very progressive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and trendy, and 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 we want to be a part of a, a certain culture, or at least bring this culture to Vegas. Because Vegas is just all about the strip. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm like, well, you know what? There's this whole other demographic that lives outside of the mm-hmm. strip where I lived. I lived here for ten years, and I hated going to the fucking strip. Yeah. Like I want a cool spot. Like when you go to L.A. or you go to New York or you go to Portland. You go to Portland mm-hmm. and you want to go to a cool place to eat. I, you know, there, there's people here that go, like, you got to go to this spot. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted. I wanted, gotcha, yeah. I want people in Vegas to go, you have to go to this spot. Mm-hmm. So we made sure to build it, you know, 20 minutes outside of the strip. And 
And I even told him, I go, I don't want to do any like local ads. I want this to be completely organic. And yeah. mm-hmm. I want to use, you know, my popularity to help push this thing. And, and, uh, and that's what's been happening. Yeah, because fans been, come out and like seek out the restaurant. No, it's cool. It's great. Bruno Mars. I was just going to say, Bruno Mars yeah. is hanging out. <clears> we yeah, saw that it, picture. That was nuts, man. Just getting that phone call and just like, hey, I'm getting ready to bring Bruno over there. And I was like, <laughs> Let's do this, and <laughs> and I kept it t- top secret because I mean, if we would have let that leak, it well, would have yeah. been, been a clusterfuck oh, yeah, of people. Have. So I didn't even tell the the staff until like ten minutes before we walked through the door, and uh, and uh, we paid for meals. Like I paid for like customers to leave. You know what I mean? Like, oh I was, yeah, like, I, I apologize, but I paid for their whole meal and and just gave the restaurant to Bruno, man, and. It was just great. He was, what a sweet man too. Another sweet he guy. Tiny. He looks tiny. Very tiny. Very tiny. Yeah. But what, what's cool about him is he he talks about it. Oh, and, and talks that, about and I, being short. Talked or... about being short and, <laughs> and just like we did a selfie and he was like, "Yeah, selfies make you look tall, man." Like it was like <laughs> stuff like that. It was just really, really a nice guy, man. And that's fantastic. Yeah. So. You know who else is a nice guy? You are Joe uh-huh. Coy. Thank Joe you. Coy at Helium Comedy Club. Oh, See, I slipped that in there. That was that awesome. Huge plug. Yeah, there you go. It's 7.30 and 10 tonight, 7.30 and 10 tomorrow. And you said your lady friend's coming to town tonight, Yeah, huh? my lady friend's coming. Oh, do you get nervous when she's in the audience watching? No, man. She's, she, what, I, what I like about her is she's a, she's a hard laugher. Mm-hmm. And uh, where she cries, so you can hear her like in the yeah. Crowd. I love that, and I knew her before any of this I like started a good happening. Laugh, yeah. yeah, I love uh, you. Laugh hard. I like watching you too. <laughs> yeah, see, it's right there. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Stop. Now I'm yeah. self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I Greg's lo- trying to get you to like his laugh too. Yeah, That's I like not, it too. Yes, I just I, heard I, it. I wasn't trying. To, <laughs> I don't laugh like Harry Connick Jr. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You'll you'll melt when he laughs. Yeah, probably. That's what I do. But uh, yeah, she's a huge laugher, and I, I met her. Uh, before any of this started happening. So I kind of like have this little, I lean towards her a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she knew, uh, knew me before the money. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. that's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's kind of cheesy to say, but. No, that's, that's, that's but important. She knew me when I had a roommate and we were living in a small apartment and I was struggling with my son and you know what I mean? And yeah. she was there that, that time. She knows, she knows that Joe Coy, you know? So. So that's kind of a good thing. So, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, and I really got to, like, uh, you know, like, like love her for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for being there for you yeah, and man. your son. But oh. she's a huge laugher, man. You got to see her laugh. It's, it's so funny. Well, She'll you cry. can tonight at Helium Comedy Club. What, you know, the, the funny, the, I said this joke in the car when we were driving back from Vegas, and she kept crying. She couldn't stop crying. And she goes, it's the funniest thing you've ever said. It's the funniest thing you ever said. <laughs> and so I started laughing at her saying that the whole damn time. Because for like 10 minutes, she goes, it's like the funniest thing ever said so I, I i love it when people laugh so hard that they cry because i'm a big laugher and, mm. and i enjoy comedy so much you know yeah. so so i love it when people laugh hard i hate people that fight their laughs you know oh yeah try to suppress don't it. Fight it yeah don't fight it man <laughs> let it go bro <laughs> there's no reason to be tough at a comedy club man <laughs> stop flexing bro you're gonna shit yourself <laughs> all right well follow joe See Joe, support Joe, go to his restaurant. Yes, absolutely. Go see him at Helium. Follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, J-O-K-O-Y. Adam Carolla fucks my name up all the time. What is he? How does he calls he me up? Joy. It's like, God Joy. damn it. <laughs> Stop, Adam. 
And he does now. He does it on purpose. <laughs> like, oh, Joy. Joy Coy. I mean, ah, sorry, Joe Coy. <laughs> like, fuck you, Adam. You know what you're doing. <laughs> so now all the Adam fans come to my show and they call me Joy. Oh shit! Now you're stuck with and, that. And they tweet it out. Hey, you're coming to see you tonight, oh. Joy. And I'm like, God damn it! You can't show your weakness. You can't show that it bothered you. No, I love it actually. Okay, it, good. It's, it's actually cool. And that, so one guy came to one of my shows. It was in <laughs> Chicago. He had a shirt made, and the and the font was made out of uh, flip flops, and and it said Joy. It was like the most racist thing. Oh, my God. He goes, I made this for you. I was like, yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Very <buddy>. nice, sir. <laughs> That's so sweet. So yeah, sweet. so sweet. <laughs> well, if you have a shirt you want to give... <laughs> now, I almost did it just because yeah, you just yeah, said yeah, Joy. Yeah, I almost did said you almost jo- say Joy I almost Coy? did. I almost did. Joe just Coy. because you just said it. All right. uh, go see Joe tonight at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, tickets 7.30 and 10 and tomorrow night 7.30 and 10. Go to all four shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. And or break, go see and 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 go see Harry Connick Jr. By Do all and Harry Connick Jr. It's just a real yeah. maybe weekend. Harry Connick Jr. will show up at at Joe Coy's show. Ah, oh, that'd be great, man. That would be. He's cool. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get over there and see him too. All right, let my stage be empty for. You're gonna tell us. You're gonna tell us. <laughs> it's gonna be delayed just a little bit, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming in, Joe. Thank this you has been so such a much. Treat. Hey, awesome. And, and I just want to compliment you guys on the warm coffee. That was very sweet of you guys. Thank oh, you. good, good. The yeah. lukewarm coffee. Shut up. With yeah. the wet coffee mug. You're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, it was hot when we got here at eight thirty this morning. <laughs> you shit. <laughs> I love you guys. Love you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There he we go. Great. Joe Coy right here on Fun Appointment Radio. He is fantastic. Definitely go check him out. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, so you can get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Mm. It's on the corner of Ninth and Hawthorne, and it is a fantastic That guy is a ball of energy. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he is mm. He is very cool. I, I can only imagine his stand-up. <laughs> and he is... kept giving me shit about the coffee. I was like, so I wanted to make sure the coffee no, mug was all like cleaned off, so that's, that's why it was kind of wet. That's why I appreciate that you turned it back around on him, Good. because he was <laughs> late for an hour and a half. Although, we can kind of blame Harry Connick Jr., I guess. For it's that. all Harry Connick Jr.'s Harry, fault. He should have brought Harry Connick Jr. over here too. He should. That's what I was kind of secretly hoping, but I yeah. think he was still hosting the morning show at that point. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So well, I don't we're think that, that close. Yeah, so close. Um, all right, we still have some more stuff to get to because we we've sure got our do. interview with Willie coming up too, and uh, we'll explain kind of what that's about. But some world of crazy. It's my world of crazy, Greg. I've had probably about two pots of coffee, but I'm only halfway through my day because I've got to work at the. Uh, I got to work my side job tonight. I, I don't know what I'm going to be like at 10 p.m. tonight. Yeah, I did like all of my, my multiple jobs like six days in a row and today like I don't have to do any of them and I just don't even know what to do with myself. Oh, well, what a sad, sad no, state I might of just ha- I might have to go to the river, Greg. Oh, my God. Greg, I might have to. <laughs> hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Hi, hi, hello. I've had a lot of coffee, too. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first up, got a story out of Akron, Ohio. Now, this is about... That's an- where LeBron James is from. Is it? Yes. Oh, maybe this guy's a big uh, LeBron fan. You Probably. never know. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Probably. LeBron James' biggest fan, an Akron, Ohio man, threatened to kill several people while he gro- robbed a convenience store at Knife Point in order to steal $20 worth of feminine hygiene products. Wow. He really wanted those tampons. Wow. Let Imagine the girlfriend that. that he was stealing for, for. If he was threatening to kill people that he had to go get it, imagine what she's like. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, we don't know if he has a girlfriend. Maybe he just like likes tampons. I don't know. Well, an Akron man, yes, did in fact threaten to kill several people while he robbed a convenience store at Knife Point by stealing feminine hygiene products. This guy's name is Gregory. No, Gregory's are always trouble. No, Gregory's are different. Greg's and Gregory's are, are a little bit different. 
We're all part of the you same group. You are Gregory, though. Well, no, but people who go by Gregory. Well, this is his. Uh, this yes, is the my... police report. So if you had a police report about you, like, you know, say, for example, if you don't pay your ticket, which, by the way, thank you to everybody yes. who donated. Holy shit, that was unexpected and amazing. That is very, very cool. You can listen to yesterday's show to find out about that, but thank you so much. You I'll be sending are out emails. You are all such wonderful people. Really, really so appreciate wonderful. how generous people are. All right, so this is another lawbreaker. This one's name is Gregory Dillard II. Oh, yes. You know, that's a long line of of Gregory's right there. Gregory Dillard II, 27 years young, is charged with aggravated robbery. Uh, So Dillard, Gregory, I'm just going to call him Greg. So Greg stole the feminine products at about 3.30 p.m. uh, this past Tuesday from the family dollar store. Wow, $20 worth of them. So that's a lot of packages of feminine hygiene products. That is a lot. If it's the dollar store. Uh, so then, uh, after he was trying to leave the store with the feminine hygiene products, he threatened several people with a homemade knife and ran out of the store, clutching his stolen his purchase- prizes. His, his prizes, his treasures. Uh, an employee who was working there recognized him as a Greg as a frequent customer of the store who was suspected of shoplifting. Akron peace, uh, police were able to arrest Greg shortly after and reported finding a knife on him as well as a crack pipe in his pockets. Akron Police uh, reports describe the knife as a bent piece of jagged steel with a business card wrapped around the bottom as a makeshift handle. Wow. He's just guy's winning at life. He's just, you know, he's a survivor. Yeah. He is a survivor. That's who you want to be around when the apocalypse his happens. His homemade knife and $20 worth of dollar store tampons. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Dillard t- told police that he stole the items, but he said he pulled the knife because an employee threatened to punch him. Although the video showed nothing to that effect, uh, <laughs> Greg has had a misdemeanor court case from. Stop calling him Greg. That is still ongoing because Greg forgot to show up. Or he failed to show up for his appearances. In that case, Greg is accused of carrying a six-inch steak knife in his pocket. Greg told police at the time that he carried the knife for protection against people who didn't like him. He does kind of sound like you. He's a little paranoid. Yeah, it's a little Greg thing. Well, look, there's some common traits in all Gregs. That's true, but not not to this extent. Well, Greg, this particular Greg has a penchant for shiny, sharp things, so he was accused of carrying a six-inch steak knife in his pocket in 2013. Also in 2011, Greg was arrested for waving a small sword at drivers during the evening rush hour. This is also when he stripped to his underwear and rolled around in the middle of the street with said sword. Wow. Uh, So a driver was able to stop and grab the sword from Greg. Uh, Akron police noted that Greg was laughing uncontrollably when they arrested him, and he appeared to be high on drugs. Which now they know was uh, the crack cocaine because of the crack pipe they found in his jeans. Yeah, there you go. Uh, on the way to jail, Greg sang songs in the back of the cruiser while they took him in. Wow, he sounds like a jovial man. He sounds like a real pleasant young man. Real, real pleasant. Real good guy. I'm just a. I don't understand how you could steal twenty dollars worth of feminine products. I mean, if it, they're a dollar a piece, that's a lot of things to be carrying. And no explanation I just want to know who as to why. No explanation. Somewhere out there, there's a very upset lady. Somebody out there, you know, somewhere out there, there might be someone that wants to have sex with Greg in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he likes to keep her happy by buying her tons of tampons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg. Uh, I know you like a good conspiracy theory. Now, this isn't about a Sasquatch, but it is about another historical, theoretical creature. Okay. It's about the Loch Ness Mothman? Monster. Mothman? Oh, Loch Not Ness Monster. Mothman. Not Mothman. The Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster. Mothman's real, I believe. Okay. Uh, what about the Loch Ness Monster? Well, the jury's still out. Okay. But yeah, probably it's real. 
All right, you think it, you think it's a real Probably. monster? Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's being speculated, or it's an alien and it's going through uh, an alien, or it's an ancient animal and there's a pathway. There's like a time warp hole in the Loch Ness, and so it's an actual dinosaur. It's going through the time warp hole, and it swims around, and then it goes back through the time warp hole. So it's all—it's a real monster, but it doesn't live now. It just shows up every now and then. All right, yeah, all of these probably are how it's plausible. Yeah. Like, any of those things could That's be That's probably what happened. Uh, now an expert who's been researching the Loch Ness Monster for 24 years is, in fact— now speculating that the Loch Ness Monster might actually just be a super large catfish. Huh. They actually think that the Loch Ness Monster might have been a photographed huge catfish. An ancient catfish that went through a time warp hole? Uh, it doesn't say anything about a time warp hole, but this okay. is an expert who has spent the past 24 years of his life searching for the Loch Ness Monster, okay. a.k.a. Nessie. So this guy's name is Steve Feltham, uh, 52 years young. He gave up his home, his job, and his girlfriend... Oh my God! To move near uh, to the lock, to move n- near the Loch Ness in pursuit of the legend. Wow! He's been doing this for 24 years. Did he really have a girlfriend? So he's saying 24 years ago Duh. he had a girlfriend. He met her at summer camp in Canada. <laughs> How old is this guy? About? 52. So he's talking about his girlfriend from 24 years ago. Wow! I think. Okay. Yeah, he spent the past 24 years searching for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mr. Feltham did not claim to solve the mystery of the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I had a girlfriend monster. once. But he says, well, looking at all the evidence and speaking to eyewitnesses, the most likely solution is that it's a wealth catfish. Now, the catfish it's can been, grow... He spent 24 years figuring that he's out. He spent 24 years figuring out that the Loch Ness Monster might or might not be a catfish. In other news, uh, Squatch Hunters is uh, nearing its seventh season at this particular juncture. Uh, They're so going to find been, it. <laughs> there have been various photographs over the decades of strange objects in the water leading to claims of the Loch Ness Monster residing in there. Now, of course, the most famous is the black and white picture of a head and a neck peering out of the water in 1934. Uh, Mr. Feltham, though, claims that uh, sonar contact has picked up objects in the loch that were the size of an estate car. And that could be giant catfish instead of the Loch Ness. Uh, so, Mr. Feltham goes on to say, uh, we get sonar contacts with things that are far bigger than any fish that should live in this body of water. And he admitted, we only get one or two decent sightings a year. Now, Mr. Feltham says he has no regrets about dedicating nearly a quarter of a century of his life to trying to solve, quote, one of the world's greatest mysteries. <laughs> he says, uh, about living next to the Loch Ness, I'm in my utopia living here on the shores of the Loch now, he holds record for the longest continuous vigil hunting for the Loch Ness Monster, and he predicted he could continue his search for at least another decade, if not more. <laughs> when asked if it was solved, Mr. Faltham said, <laughs> I'm not saying the wealth of the mystery solved. I'm still looking for a better explanation than a catfish. I don't, I don't like the way that you're so derogatory towards this gentleman and his pursuit of facts. In truth, Sarah. He goes on to say, "This World's is the ex- greatest mystery. This is this is an explainable phenomena. There is something <laughs> you don't ex- know if he talks with a lisp. <laughs> there is something to be explained in Loch Ness, and I'm gonna find it. So, with best of luck voice, to you. Rather. Another happy 24 years hunting, Steve Feltham. You keep referencing that girlfriend from 24 years ago. I'm not creepy. You're creepy. <sighs> I had a girlfriend." And finally, I do have an update from a story that uh, kind of took the world by storm yesterday. Oh, it was a it was big in the news, and oh, now boy. people are fighting back. Now, Uh-oh. I don't know if you remember the biggest lesson that we learned from the show yesterday, which of course is the lesson: 
to not kiss your chicken. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to kiss. You're not kiss supposed the to kiss your chickens. Yeah, because they're gross and they're birds. Because they're gross. And they're covered in salmonella and, and like because ticks. you get salmonella and because they can make you sick and people are legitimately getting sick. Yeah, now, don't don't kiss your chicken. The Center for Disease, Disease it's Control. Chicken in particular. Don't kiss your chickens. The Center for Disease Control has come out with a statement telling people, do not kiss your chickens because you will get sick from kissing your chickens. Now, yeah, however, makes sense. the chicken kissing community is fighting back. <laughs> there are many How are they chick- fighting back there against disease? There are chicken disease, kissers out there like- that are not happy with being told <laughs> that they cannot cuddle and or kiss their chickens. No one's stopping you. No, so it's just uh, you're an idiot if you're doing it. So the CDC came out yesterday, which uh, you know, with a report saying the salmonella outbreak is because people are kissing and snuggling their <laughs> backyard chickens. Uh, that 180 people have come down with uh, salmonella across the U.S. this year from contact uh, contact with their backyard poultry. Uh, 33 of them became so sick they required hospitalizations. So they came out with a recommendation to not snuggle or kiss your chicken. You can't um, stop me. Of course, since the U.S. has seen over the past 10 years a boom in backyard poultry. That's fine. And now folks are getting angry that they're being told that they cannot cuddle with their chickens. That's not fine. Take the case of a woman named Lynette Matke. Lynette Matke, who has a few chickens that live in her backyard, considers them family pets. And she enjoys snuggling with her chickens. When talking about her chickens, Lynette says, here's my favorite chicken, Caledonia. I think she's the Caledonia? She named her chicken Caledonia. Yes. Uh, so she she is one of the defiant chicken kissers. This is my chicken Thaddeus. Uh. <laughs> this is my favorite chicken, Caledonia. Uh, in clear defiance of the new CDC guidance uh, issued against chicken-human cuddling, Caledonia is a snuggler with Lynette, and Lynette does not apologize Let, for that. I'm going to guess these are also uh, the vaxxers, the... The non-vaxxers. Oh, yeah. yeah. The anti-vaxxers. Yeah, anti-vaxxers. There we go. Uh, Lynette goes on to say, you see, Caledonia, she just cuddles with me. She loves to stick her head under my arm. Our friends who come to visit our chickens are always so surprised at how soft our chickens are. Because I guess people think about their beaks and their feet, which aren't soft, but their feathers are just so smooth and soft. Uh, all of uh, all of Lynette's uh, chickens uh, have ma- uh, names. In addition to Caledonia, there's Lucky, Godiva, Fizby, Raven, and Pearl. Oh my God! This woman sounds. Lynette says so her annoying. whole family just loves their chicken family. Is she also a concerned mother who gets upset about? She is on- a con- con- I'm sorry, I wasn't labeling her properly. Concerned mother. Concerned mother, Lynette Matke. Uh, says that she believes in cuddling and kissing the chickens because it Why? lets you connect with them, and that's important. You don't connect with them. They're food. They're food. She loves th- to connect with her chickens, especially Cal- chickens? Caledonia. Great. Glad you have chickens. Chickens are delicious. I love chickens. But you don't cuddle the chicken. Lynette says in her busy life, sometimes she needs time to just de-stress. So that's when she goes and hangs out with her chicken friends in the backyard. She sits on a stool in the coop and sits with her chickens. They come. She says, Caledonia will come and jump on my lap. They make peaceful farm noises. What's better when you're in the middle of a workday than to hear peaceful farm noises? Has she ever been to a farm? You know what happens on a farm? You kill animals and then you eat them. The CDC again repeats, while poultry do appear clean, they do in fact carry bacteria and can give you salmonella. 
And they also encourage people to keep their chickens outdoors and not bring them indoors, which is what Lynette also loves to do. She loves to let the chicken family run free inside. Uh, so Lynette says she so doesn't she's got care chicken about chicken shit all over her house. Lynette doesn't care about the risks of getting salmonella from her chicken pets because she says the benefits of holding these dynamic, interesting pets outweigh all the risks. Outweigh the risks of contracting salmonella because they're dynamic, interesting pets. Plus, Lynette says, you can't beat fresh eggs for breakfast. Am I right? <laughs> so there you go. Lynette is taking a strong stance against not, kiss, against not uh, being able to kiss her chicken. You two can stand strong with Lynette. Best of luck with that. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Kiss the chickens all you want. I mean, nobody's going to stop you from kissing the chickens. I, I don't know. understand how you can get upset with the... CDC or whoever it is that issued Yeah, who this. takes a stand against, like, the Center for Disease Control? I mean, they're just, they're giving you a <laughs> warning. It's guidance. Nobody's going to come up, Obama's not going to show up at your house and keep you from kissing your chickens. You can do it all you want. <laughs> Although it d- does sound like Obama trying to take something away from us again. Obama's trying to take your chicken kissing. Trying to take your chicken love away. <laughs> Bunch of gonzos out there. And gay soldiers are trying to ruin Christmas. Well, we all know that. Mm-hmm. That's just fact. I mean, it's, facts are facts. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I know we're starting to run low on time, but we, we, uh, we I really want to play our interview with Willie. And I am going to explain to you what Wicked is about. And it's it's not what you think. And that's what's oh, really it's driving not, me nuts. Is it? Okay. Uh, I don't think you really understand. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's bad. I think it's a, I think the concept is good of Wicked, but it's, I don't know if it's really a family thing to go to. I'll explain what it is in a minute. You decide then if you want, still want to go to it or not. Okay. Um, but why don't we play, play our interview with Willie? So uh, we recorded this interview a couple of days ago when we were over at Papina. Mm-hmm. Find new sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Greg, you know what? I'm going to wear my new Papina swimsuit to uh, the river today. Well, how lovely for you. I know. I'm very excited. I have a brand new Papina swimsuit too, but I will not be wearing that. Instead, I'll be wearing Maybe you can wear it under your work pants. And a long sleeve shirt out in 90 degree weather. That's what I'll be wearing. Tell, watching rich people drink booze. All right. Anyway. That's what I'll be doing, so I won't get to wear my Papina swimsuit. Aww. However, it's a very nice suit, though. It's a wonderful suit. I would love to go also use it. At some it. point, you'll get to wear Maybe it. Maybe I'll someday. just wear it underneath my slacks for That's my what job I was tonight. saying. You have to, and then you can feel a little tropical. You have a little tropical secret going on under your pants. <laughs> That's what I'll tell people, too. <laughs> tell my coworkers, you know what? I don't want to. I didn't want to let this out too far, but I got a tropical little secret in my pants. <laughs> Greg, you seem like you're in such a good mood. Well, you know what I love about John is that sometimes he can't. He just can't even class it up even a little bit. He said, "What river? You want to come see your boobs?" Well, that's in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com/slash yeah. live. You too can get sexually harassed by our dear friend John. Got a tropical little secret. <laughs> anyway, come check out my. Excuse me, ladies. Who wants to see we're, my tropical we're little? Completely secret? ruining this. Papina, Papina swimwear. Find new sponsor. Fun Employment Radio, and it's been great it, seeing feedback from. Let it be your drop. Let me let me give them a proper. <laughs> they are so great. We're besmirching their wonderful name, Papina Swimwear. They are fantastic. You can look up their website, papinaswimwear.com, and they've got two locations here in Portland. But really, the one over on Sandy is the one that we've been going to, and um, it's it really is like when I heard a swimwear store, I'm like, okay, what what is this going to offer me? Like. Uh-huh. I'm not a big swimwear shopper. They've got stuff for guys. A also they clearly a, you're not a big swimwear shopper. You haven't had a new bathing suit in like 12 years. Yeah, which is why it was time to change. Yeah, that. now you have so a hip guys. Colon. If you uh, still have the same swimsuit from 12 years ago, people apparently noticed. Get a new swimsuit. Um, but you also get a free beer when you go in there too. They've got a bar mm. and great deals. And uh, and they're very just it's it's a very very cool store. Awesome. So, so really if you happy. do go in, like our friend Brenda who uh, sent me a picture of her bathing suit which she got there yesterday, which is awesome. Uh, let them know you heard about them from us. Yes. Yeah. Please do. 
Please do. Yeah, it's a not intimidating place to buy a bathing suit for any type of body. I can't reiterate that enough. Like, it's not just for, like, skeletal, non-boobed, you know, teenagers. <laughs> it's for girls. Unless you're a skeletal, non-boobed teenager, then you can find a suit, too. I'm sure you can. You also, you can pick up. Uh, also, you can pick up gift certificates. That'd, that'd be a great thing to get. There you go. Too. There gift you certificates go. always a good idea. All right, but anyway, so Willie works for Papina, but on top of that, he also uh, works for something called the Human Access Project, and so that's what we were talking with him a couple of days ago because they have their big event, which is the Big Float on the Willamette River, mm-hmm, which, which is coming up um, Sunday, uh, July twenty sixth. Sunday, July twenty sixth. And so, a lot of people, you know, when they hear about the Willamette River, it's the river that runs through Portland. A lot of people, you know, you hear things over the years about how you know, like overflow from rain causes like sewage to get in there and stuff. Yeah. But really it's kind of it's it is a pretty big misconception we as Portlanders find out. So this is kind of the big float's kind of taking back yeah, the and river for actually the day. his information was really good yeah, because so why don't I think there's a lot of people that have that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah, here it is. This is Willie and that what he says at the end is actually really really cool. I love that advice that he gave. Mm. So there we go. This is Willie from Papina and from Human Access Project. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. We are here now with Willie talking about the big float, which is coming up on July 26th. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Yes. (laughs) 11 days away now. 11 days. So how, how much time do you have to put in like preparing for this? Does it start right after each, each one, like basically a year of planning? I'm able to take a big three month deep breath. once (laughs) it's done. Yeah, for sure. Usually once it's over with, it is a big uh, sigh of relief. I, you know, I don't know if uh, you guys have planned, but you guys have probably been involved with big events before. Yes. It takes quite a bit of planning. Yeah. Yeah, Months and months of tiny little details that nobody ever wants to think about, but you have to deal with. Right, yeah. but we've gotten to the point now that we're in our fifth year that we're really fine-tuning things. We have great relationships with uh, the Coast Guard and Multnomah County River Patrol, Fire Department, um, people in parks. Uh, you know, We kind of have a good foundation for what the big float's about, what it feels like. So it's not it's easier in years past. We have right. a great event <laughs> producer that takes care of a lot of those details. Well, and with that, you know, for people who don't know what the big float is or just kind of have a, you know, general knowledge of it, maybe you can explain like what the how, how did this all start? Like what was the, what precipitated all this? Right. The I mean, what initially inspired me to do the big float was that um, I have a really strong relationship with rivers. Mm-hmm. I lived in two communities that really love their river, uh, where I went to college in Southwest Virginia, Radford University, okay. the new river flowed right behind the campus. And then Boise, Idaho has an amazing relationship with their river. So when I moved to Portland, I just expected, you know, with the reputation of it being this great green city that we would have a river close by that you could swim in. Right. But when I moved to town, it was the uh, typical thing that is a part of our oral history, which you're working on changing that mm-hmm. it rains a lot in Portland and you never put your toe in the Willamette because it'll kill you. Yeah. And then everybody seems to have their own best joke about the Willamette. And that's kind of the paradigm of our community. Even though we really identify ourselves as green citizens, people who care about nature, a lot of the reasons we moved to Portland is because we love nature so much. But yet somehow people have the license to make jokes about a river, a natural right. thing. Literally so, the river that runs through the heart of the city. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at first I uh, was really disappointed by the fact that people had this relationship or even the fact that the Willamette might be as polluted as people thought. But the more research I did, I came to realize that um, the, the Willamette was safe to swim in as long as there wasn't a combined sewer overflow happening. Yeah. So uh, in the summer times, the sewage really wasn't an issue anyways. But um, in September 2011, the city of Portland completed a 20-year project 
that cost $1.44 billion that was paid basically 98% by ratepayers. So when people open up their bills and they say, wow, the sewer bill seems high, it's because we paid to clean up, get the sewage out of a river. So instead of 50 to 100 sewage overflows happening every year, there's only been 11 since it was completed in September 2011, and we haven't had one this year since April. So effectively, we've solved our sewage overflow issue, which sets us apart internationally. Yeah. So, I mean, if we want something to beat our chest about, how about the fact that we've virtually eliminated sewage from flowing into our river, which every other older major city has? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's, that is something that I think people need to know more about, you know, the fact that, that this is what, what took care of that situation, you know, where it's not happening. Right. Well, so, it's true in the cracks you're talking about in the word of mouth where everyone's just like assuming that something mm-hmm. is, you know, dirty or not safe just because they haven't done the proper research. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something, because I grew up in the Willamette Valley, so I was, I grew up probably 15 minutes from the Willamette River outside mm-hmm. of Salem, and uh, and yeah, I always, we swam in it all the time, you know, right. as a kid, it was perfectly fine. We always heard the rumors of Portland, you know, the urban village, oh yeah, Portland, it's all, it's it's terrible, like, don't go swimming up there, but that's years ago. I mean, that's something that stuck around, it needs to change. Correct. So, when people will make their best joke about the Willamette River. I mean, sometimes people can't help themselves because they just feel like they have this great joke about the Willamette. Uh, you know, I just tell them, I mean, how did you develop that opinion? Did mm-hmm. you hear it from a friend or have you done any basic research? Because if anybody takes the time to do basic research, just a web search on Willamette River water quality, there's lots of information according to Oregon Health Authority, City of Portland, EPA, Oregon Department of Environmental Quality and Willamette Riverkeeper, the river's perfectly safe to swim in. Yeah. So, you know, it could be a coordinated conspiracy between the federal government, <laughs> environmental watchdog groups, city governments, state governments, but it's probably it's probably fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, particularly at the point that government institutions issue statements saying that it's okay. I mean, yeah. very risk averse. So, you know, I, I don't tell people they should get in the Willamette. I just, we just, through the Human Access Project, we try to create uh, positive opportunities for people to experience the Willamette in their own time, in their own way. And that's really kind of what the thrust of the big float was about. Okay. Is, you know, it's a way for people to express that they want to live in a river, in a town with a river that they can recreate in mm-hmm. and that they haven't given up on the river mm-hmm. and that there is a lot more work to be done to restore the full ecological health of the Willamette for all the critters. Uh, but you know, for now we need to celebrate the fact that we can swim in it. So for people who get in the water in this fun campy environment, they might've not otherwise, if there was another thousand or two people going in there with them, it uh, feels safer and it is extremely safe. Everybody wears a life jacket. Uh, we have 75 safety kayakers, two lifeguard, two coast guard auxiliary boats, uh, Multnomah County Marine Patrol. So it's over-engineered for safety. Yeah, it's about as safe as it can get right there. Yeah. <laughs> but once people get in, the relationship with the Willamette's transformed. And for people who feel like the Willamette's going to kill you if you get into it, it's hard. Now we've gotten 7,000 people in the river so far through the wow. first four big floats. No reported cases of any ill health effects, just lots of smiles on the water. And it just, you know, I'm a volunteer. I get paid in smiles and <laughs> just the warm feeling of seeing people reconnecting with the river. So, so the big float is exactly what it sounds like. You get into the river and you get to float around with some new friends that you make. The big float is a movement disguised as a party. It's the world's laziest revolution. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it. a difference simply by getting in your butt and experiencing the Willamette and just demonstrating to people in Portland that, yeah, we have not given up on this river. And in fact, 
there's lots of reasons to be hopeful about it. So it's on July 26th, and how, how does somebody get involved? How do you join the Big Float? Just go to thebigfloat.com. Uh, early registration is through the 19th okay. for a discounted price. And then uh, for the week leading up to the event, it's only $8 to participate. We are going to have uh, three bands on a barge. <laughs> so you can take in a concert from your inner tube. And this year, we're going to have two 75-foot slip and slides. Oh, wow. So you're going to be able to slide the bowl. So uh, that is awesome. There's also going okay. to be hot tubs, free chair massages, a beer garden. Um, it's all roving beer garden, uh, food carts. So it's a great time. And just a chance to celebrate the Willamette, come out, support our not-for-profit human access project. And, uh, yeah, just draw a line in the sand. I mean, every week now it seems like we see these, you know, signs of, you know, bad things happening in nature. I mean, ultimately, if we're interested in protecting what we enjoy about nature for future generations, at a certain point you have to draw a line in the sand and say enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for Portland to say, you know what, we're not giving up on this river. This is our line in the sand. And if our community can re-embrace this river and um, people take care of the things they love. I mean, if we're able to get people in the water, help them see that there's reasons to care about it, see that there's energy that is put into this will yield a positive result collectively in our community. Hopefully we'll be able to inspire other communities because the bottom line is, is that the state of environmental affairs is not going to change unless we say enough is enough and you can really there's so many things that are screwed up in the world yeah just pick one thing and try to unfuck it up a little bit <laughs> that's a good motto that's, that's a good motto well yeah be. yeah so that's that's what human access project is looking to do and ultimately what human access project represents is yeah i mean it's a big deal to try to create better access to downtown portland and our perfectly swimmable river one day we'll have beaches in downtown Portland, but you yeah. have to start somewhere. Right. That's what Human Access Project represents. That's inspiring. You have to start somewhere. Well, thank you That's for great. taking a stand and doing that. That's amazing. I just kind of want to jump in the limit right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, and every time you do, you can make a difference just exactly. by getting in. It's the world's laziest revolution. <laughs> 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 the best headline ever. That is awesome. I well, hope to see everybody out there, too, on Saturday. So it's, oh, the, it's Sunday. Sunday, excuse yes. me. Sunday. Uh, and it's thebigfloat.com. TheBigFloat.com and nice. HumanAccessProject.com, Human Access Project on Facebook. Awesome. Perfect. Fantastic. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. I am. Willie from the Human Access Project. So TheBigFloat.com. Find out more information there. All right, Sarah. Oh, God. I mean, I'm just, I'm concerned that you're going to be missing out on Project Pabst. And I know well, this I'll, is, I mean, this sounds like a, Sunday. yeah, you'll be there on Sunday. Yeah. And I know this is a great thing. It's a family thing that you're going to be going to, to do. And that's, that is a, that is a good thing. Um, but I'm just saying, I don't think this is exactly what you think it is. Okay. I'm you think concerned. I've been, mis- have I been misled as to what it's about? Well, I mean, yes, it's about like Wizard of Oz stuff, but it's not quite. What you're thinking, it's not really a family thing. Okay. Is it- um, that's what I'm a little bit concerned about. I mean, you can tell what it is. With the, oh, is that the, oh, is that the right music? Yep. Oh. I have some themed yeah. music. All right. Well, you want to know what Wicked is about. I do want to know what Wicked's about. Okay. So this is going to be a spoiler, everyone. Spoilers about what Wicked is about. So if you do want to go see it, um, you know. Sorry, I'm just going to kind of ruin it a little bit for you, but I might be saving you a few bucks, so I'm probably doing you a favor. So, like, Wizard of Oz, you know how Wizard of Oz ends? Like, Dorothy's back at home, and, you know, and she's surrounded by everybody, and she's, like, all happy, and, oh, look at me, I'm back home, and I saved everybody. You know, and it ends where it looks like everything's all good, but what they don't show is behind the scenes, actually, it turns out things really get 
super messed up. Oh. So, like, you know how, like, the Tin Man, you know, uh, like, each of them kind of get what they were looking for. Like, the Tin Man, you know, because he was, uh, what, what was he? He was like a... He, he did, wanted the heart. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like a pussy or something. Like, he's, he's a wussy. So, so the Tin Man, you know, he gets his heart, and then he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, now I can love people. And you think, oh, at the end of the movie, you think, oh, wow, that's great. You know, he's, he can love now, and he's all that. Problem is, he has been walking around without a heart. He doesn't know how to use that, and he ends up just stalking people. And he's kind of like this creepy thing that hangs out at, like, pools and stuff like that and like ends up at like weird places he doesn't understand how to how he got there and he's just like following around these women so he ends up he gets arrested for stalking and it's 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 terrible so it's actually a bad thing now on top of that you know there's you also have like this is happening in wicked no this is this is the like this is the story explaining wicked this is right after wizard of oz happened this is wicked. So this is like the intro to it. And you know, and then like the lion, you know, the, and it's all happy because the lion's brave now. Problem is the lion's still just an imbecile. Like he's an idiot. He's just a moron. And yeah, he's brave, but he's really, really, really dumb. And so he ends up like going out to bars and stuff and like he gets into fights and he starts drinking too much because he thinks he's like, oh man, I'm so tough and I'm so strong. Look at me. I'm brave. I'm not afraid of everyone or, or of anyone or, and all that stuff. And he starts drinking and then he gets into fights. Turns out just because you're brave doesn't mean you could fight. I mean, obviously. So he gets beat up a lot. There are bars in Oz? A lot of bars in Oz. And he okay. gets beat up constantly. And the thing is, like, he keeps getting beat up. You know, he's still just like a big cat. And so, so like, he gets into his, his fights, and then he, you know, he ends up going to jail for things. He gets, like, mange, and it's just all sad, and he's, like, in this cage, and that's what the line ends up. You know, and then, like, then the other example, you know, her, her scarecrow buddy, you know, has all these, you know, he's like, um... What did he have? Oh, yeah, he was looking for brains. He was looking for brains. Yeah, the Scarecrow was looking for brains, and, you know, because he wanted to be smart, because he was he was stupid like the lion. He's like, well, look at this moron. I don't want to be that dumb, so I want some brains, and, you know, then then he gets these brains, but They're then the problem so is... so meaner in this, in this version. Well, it's just sad what happened. I'm trying to... It's called Wicked for a reason. You'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. So the Scarecrow, you know, he gets all, he gets his brains and he thinks he's all smart. You know, he's like, oh, I am just so smart and I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody how much I know. And he's like a know-it-all, one of those annoying people that, like, raises their hands and asks questions all the time in classes. Oh. You know, and that's what the Scarecrow becomes. But he gets, like, so full of himself. He thinks, you know, I'm so smart, I can invent something because I'm made of straw. So it's like, oh, I'm really smart, but I could, like, burn in a second because I'm made of straw. Obviously, or like a cow's gonna eat me, and so he thinks that he makes up. He makes up this mix, and it's like this stuff that he pours all over himself. And he's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna be fire retardant, but because I'm so smart, I'm gonna show everybody this." And so he like walks into like this. He like calls a big like uh, a big like uh, gathering. And he's like, "Look at how smart I am! I can withstand fire." And he walks into the fire. Guess what? He messed up his serum or his his potion thing. Lights up instantly. He's dead. Scarecrow's dead. Scarecrow's completely they dead. They kill him in the in Wicked? Yeah, it starts off with that. That's what I'm saying. That's how it starts? Yeah, it starts off with all that stuff. Like the lion's in jail and the Tin Man's in jail and, and the the Scarecrow, he just burns up. He burns up right there at the beginning of it. It's like, a, I will say that for the stage show, it's kind of cool like how they do the fire and the pyrotechnics because he like lights up real big. It's like, boom, the Scarecrow's gone. And then Dorothy's standing there and she's like, Oh my gosh, this is so sad. Like, what is going on here? And then she's thinking about it, she's thinking about it, and she's like, Oz promised me all of these things. I thought everything was good. Everything was returned to normal. I'm so angry, though. Like, she just, she finds this anger she didn't know she had. And she's like, you know what? I I need to get back to Oz and right these wrongs. So she starts, like, training in martial arts and stuff, and so that's, like, a big montage part of it. She's, like, training, 
And she's like learning all these things. She's kind of like a Ronda Rousey type of person. She's like figuring out how to fight. And then finally she's like, she's ready. She's like ready to go back. And this, this is where they uh, come up with the catchphrase of Wicked. Because you're going to hear this a lot. So I'm going to spoil it for you. Like she's like fully like, she starts taking steroids. So she's like getting really buff and like big. And then when she's ready to go back, she's like, it is time for me to get Wicked. And then she does that, and so that's that's like the key phrase. You'll hear that wicked a lot during the during the play, but she doesn't know how to get back there. So, so it's like pro wrestling, and she's ready to go take revenge. And so she's she's ready to take revenge. She doesn't know how to get there. So like Morpheus shows up, gives her a blue pill, and she, bam, she's back in Oz. She's back in Oz again, and she's walking around, and she's just pissed. She is mad. She's taken way too many steroids. Like, Dorothy's off her rocker. And so she starts walking around. She's like, I'm going to get revenge on everyone. She thinks everyone in Oz betrayed her and her friends. So like, she, But she's worked tricky about it, too, because people see Dorothy, and they're like, oh, you look really sweet. You look, like, really jacked up now. But, I mean, you know, whatever. That's fine. You're working out a lot. That's great. And she's like, oh, no, it's really good. But she hates everyone. She's so angry. She, like, lures, like, munchkins down by the river and, like, drowns them. Like, it's really brutal. It's really brutal, like what she does to these things. Like so, she, like there's seven of them at a time. She'll drown these munchkins because she's so like huge and and like angry. Stop saying drowning munchkins. I don't. I know. That's, that's what good. I'm. That's what I'm telling you. This isn't what you think. And like each time she does it, she's like wicked. And then and then so she she does that. And so it's like she's drowning munchkins. And then like and so, so she's trying to find Oz, you know, because that's the whole thing. Because she wants to get revenge on him. Because he's the guy that she thinks is controlling all of this and all these wicked people, you know, in, in the land of Oz. And so she's walking down the yellow brick road and, you know, and everybody's like, word's getting out. People are trying to stop her. And then like these, uh, these like, mo- you know, the flying monkeys, whatever they are. Yeah, the yeah, flying, mo- flying, flying monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, that's what they're called. That's what they're called. Yeah, they show up. And she's she's like, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty strong. And so they're, they're trying to take her down. So she runs off into the woods. And she's still kept, you know, because of her friend, the Scarecrow, who uh, who burned himself up. She kept part of him, like, as a souvenir of the... Uh, so she would always remind herself. She's got, like, some of his straw in there. But it's covered in that retardant, like, the, the thing that he had made. And it turns out that stuff's poisonous. So she makes a bow and arrow... And then she's got this bow and arrow oh that she makes God. in the forest. And then she comes back out and she's like, okay, I can't take down the monkeys because I can't reach them. They're flying. You know, it sucks. And they're like pooping all over or something. You know, it's really bad. And so she gets this bow and arrow, but it's, but it's uh, like poison tips with the scarecrow on the end. And she starts shooting them out of the air. Bam, 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 bam. That part's kind of cool too in the musical because the monkeys fly over oh my the audience. God, how long and then is they this drop musical? Down. And so, you know, she's looking for revenge. Like the monkeys are kind of the last thing. And then, okay. Here's one thing, too. I'm going to give you a kind of a spoiler. And this is a really is lame spoiler. Is this the spoiler. end? No, it's not the end. This is a lame spoiler. I'm just going to tell you uh, what, what happens. She gets to the last monkey. She can't quite beat it. And then all of a sudden, a guest star shows up. And this is what happens when you have Disney taking over things. And it's not because it's wicked. Guess who shows up? It's Wicket, the Ewok, and takes down the last monkey, and then he he's like, uh, you have been saved, and then he runs back into the forest, and it's like supposed to be a teaser for the new Star Wars movie. It's really lame they put it in there. I mean, Wicket, you know, it was really, it's really bad. Oh it's very God. cheesy, and I, I just, I, I'm telling you, that's what it is. So then finally, she gets to like Oz, and then, like, like Oz is in this big castle. So he's in this big castle, and she's like, I gotta get in there. Ah! Time to get wicked. 
you know, just they keep ramping up the wicked things. It's it's really it's really yeah, annoying. Can, it is really annoying. Yeah, and so she she like storms she storms the castle, and she's like trying to find her way, and like Oz is running around, he's hiding in places, you know, and he's like firing you know hot oil down on her and stuff, like trying to stop her, and but she's she's like powering through all of this stuff because she's just fueled by so much anger, and she finally finds Oz, and she's and she's like, you have. Ruined everything, Oz. I take this land back, and and uh, and it was like um, you know they get into like a duel at the end because because she brings out her sword and Oz has a sword, but she's way stronger than Oz. Although Oz is craftier, and so it takes a little bit. And she's like gets knocked down, and she's like almost oh you're gonna get me, and then she all of a sudden at the last second she gets him and she like puts him up onto like a pole and like shows everybody like look what I have done. I have killed Oz. I am wicked. And then after, but after Oz dies, she's like, oh shit, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, I've been like under this spell the whole time. Oz wanted me to do this. This is so messed up. Like he put me under this spell. He didn't expect I would come back and kill him. But, uh, but they, 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 you know, and, and she's like, she snaps out of it. She's like, oh, what have I done? You know, the blood of the munchkins is on my hands. And so she's really upset about it, but it's too late. As it turns out, Oz, this whole time, was actually working for good. She was just so confused and roided up, she couldn't see it. Oz was keeping them all protected from the central government, which is, you know, the land of Oz is one of the different districts. And so the central government was the one that was actually uh, the bad people. And Oz was just trying to help protect everyone. And, you know, it's like, you know, he he bumbled it around a little bit, but he was trying to protect them. And so then she's like, oh, no, what have I done? And Oz, you know, since he's not there to protect them, become really poor. And, And then she, like, you know, calms down a little bit and she has to start a new life and, you know, she's got her bow and arrow and it's, uh, it, it turns out Oz is one of like 13 districts and she's in District 12 and that's kind of, that's where the end of it is. And so that's, that's how it all ends with like her being really poor and really sad. That Wicked! Oh and that's what Wicked's about. God. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm questioning, you know, do you really want to go see this? I mean, I'm just saying it's, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that theatrics are great, and I'm sure you'll have a great time. But that's wicked. Thanks, because you fucking just ruined this for me. Not because of your stupid story, but now every time someone says "wicked," all I'm gonna think is "wicked." Wicked. And then it's gonna make me laugh. And now you've already detracted from my experience tomorrow. You dick. I said spoilers. Big thank you to our new sponsor, Papina, Papina Swimwear. Go to papinaswimwear.com or visit them over there in the Hollywood District. Uh, please go and buy something. They are fantastic. And uh, let us know if you do so. Yes, Great please. place to get a gift certificate for anybody who's looking to, like, a birthday present or something like that. Pick up a gift certificate to Papina. And That's if you send idea. us any pictures of you in your new bathing suit, we promise we won't give them to John and Boring. There you go. That's our, that's our promise to you. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I, I can go along with that promise. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all fantastic. We and, greatly appreciate and we it. we hope to see you out this weekend at Project Paps. Yep, absolutely. All right, we will talk to you on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. That comes, my friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.